One of the things that I love about connecting with strangers is you just never know what's going to happen. I mean, last night it was raining and I was standing in front of this bakery shop window. I was actually texting and I could feel this man standing next to me just like drooling over the cakes. Now, I could respect that because I am a fan of cake. And he was just standing there and just looking at everything. And it was like 9.30 at night, pouring down rain, and he found time to drool over some cake. You got to respect that guy. And so I I turned to him and I said, wow, you really like pastries. He said, oh, I do, I do, especially that one. Um, But, you know, the quality's gone down. Now they don't turn over as much as they used to. And so sometimes you get a stale cake and, you know... And I said, oh, I completely agree. I actually had a cinnamon roll from this shop. And I took it back because I don't want to waste calories on inferior pastries. And he said, oh, I know. I have to jog one hour just to work off two bites of that. And so we started bonding over the fact how much we love pastries. But it was only high-quality pastries because we're not going to waste calories. And... And we just kept talking. And the more that we we spoke, the more we had in common. He said, yes, I've just uh, texted my wife and told her I'll be home for dinner soon. And I said, I've just texted my husband and said, put the salmon in the oven. I'll be home in 30 minutes. And we just kept finding all these random things. And it kept bringing us closer and closer to the point where in the end we started, well, I started it. I started calling him my twin, and he seemed quite happy to go along with it. And I kept saying, we're twins. I found my twin. But the funny thing is, he was actually a 50-year-old Korean man. (laughs) So the idea that this, you know, 43-year-old blonde American woman and this, like, 50-year-old Korean man were twins, we found hilarious. We couldn't stop giggling about it. Our souls were the same. And by the end, we were just like, we're twins. We found our twin. (laughs) Yeah. And then I think we were even exchanging some recipes. (laughs) And this all happened randomly on a rainy night, standing in front of a bakery, bonding over our love of cake. And in the end, we gave each other a high five. Of course, I instigated it because I'm American. And it was just such a wonderful feeling for both of us. And, you know, we didn't exchange numbers. We're never going to see each other again. But just having these moments, just wonderful moments like that with a stranger, is just really nice.
This is what I love about living in a big city is because I'm constantly surrounded by people not in my specific demographic or, or not people that I would necessarily even choose to hang out with. But it's really good for us to be exposed to others. One of my brothers lives in California and he lives in this sort of like, it's not quite a gated community, but I mean, I go there, everyone is the exact same demographic. It's, they all have young kids. The man goes off to work. The woman stays home and, and they're so, I don't even, the word isn't even sheltered. Maybe even it's isolated, but they just live in this different reality from mine and sure it it is their reality and that is what they think life is but there's no mixing with other people And, and I know this goes on everywhere in every country all around the world people are like this but studies have even shown the more that we live in a you know a mixed or diverse society the less racism we have the less prejudices we have because we actually see people as individuals and it's really hard to stereotype and categorize all people are like this if actually half your friends are from that group and, you know, they're wonderful people. So I, I would like for more actually mixing in the world. So I don't know where this, this came from, but I always had this thirst to travel and see other cultures and places and I think what I love about travel because at this point I've been to over 60 countries I've lived in about six or seven now I've actually lived in at this point it's like we are all the same we are all people but at at every moment we're being told to fear each other or we're being told that we're different from other people or even that we're special And actually, that's one of the biggest barriers is being told that you're special because actually you're not. Not in a bad way, but it's just like no one is better than anyone else. Someone might have a different talent, but we are really all the same. And the more that I have these just almost just, I don't even like the word random, but these just interactions with people that I don't know and probably never see again, the more I'm reminded that we are all the same. And sometimes we have even greater expectations for our neighbors, people who are actually of our same demographic or who live next door. Uh, We tend to have even higher expectations because we just assume that they should be like us rather than even offering the lens of, oh, well, they might be different, but then realizing actually they're just like us. I think the key to that is, oh, this sounds so simplistic, but it's just like understanding that we want everyone to be happy. And let me give you an example of that. This is something that I've started just in the last year. And an example is I've been playing softball for like five years in the park at this certain spot in the park. Now this is a public park. We haven't paid for this area of the park. And one 
Wednesday night. I wasn't there. I was told the story. There was a, a bunch of volleyball players in our spot. And it kind of, I guess the team ended up having to find this subpar spot. And I guess one of the guys got into kind of an argument with the guy heading up the volleyball team about who whose space this was and this and that. So the next week, I, I didn't even intend to do this, but I went to the usual spot with my friend who had been there the week before and witnessed this. And again, we, we saw the volleyball players there. I guess they thought that was a pretty good spot as well. And I just kind of said, hey, guys, um, can I talk to the person organizing this? And he allowed me to speak to him from the sidelines while he was playing volleyball. Like, <laughs> I mean, he, he didn't want to stop his game to talk to me, but that's fine. That was his choice. And um, anyway, so um, from the sidelines, I was having a discussion with him about how we both, how everyone could use this spot. And I think in the past, I would have tried to, like, how can I get this spot back for my team and just sort of screw you guys? But I went into it with the attitude that this is a public park. We, you know, we haven't paid for it. You have just as much right to be here as we do. And actually, everybody wants to enjoy the park. And so how can how can we work together to make sure that everybody wins here? And again, this was a really different attitude. And it worked. I mean, the next thing I knew, this guy had moved his he's like, well, I guess we could do it Thursday night. So they moved days. And my friend who had witnessed both last week and the week, uh, the week that I was with, uh, with her, she was just shocked. She's like, how did you do that? That guy is such a jerk. And I'm like, no, he's not. He just he wants to play volleyball. Like, you know, and so we found a way or just like even even today, I wanted to make sure it was quiet for our interview. And there were people doing construction next door. So I just knocked on the door. And I was like, hey, um, I live next door and you're doing construction. And the first look was like fear on their faces. Like, oh my God. I said, no, it's fine. Like you're allowed to do construction. That's, I'm not, it's just that I'm having someone and I, I need it to be quiet to record. Is there any way you could maybe not work from like, or at least do something really quiet from like two to three? And they're like, sure, no problem. So I think if we just, whatever we do, we don't have expectations that's the thing. Um, and we understand that we want everyone to win, not just us. And whether it's looking at it from a new lens, the way that I recognize I personally have been doing, um, or what, but I, th- I think that's quite useful. Because guess what, you're much more likely to get your way. <laughs> I guess thinking of the world now and its current climate, part of the fear and the control has been around, no, it's us and them. They're different from us, but they're actually not. And the more that we you know, live amongst each other and not just sticking with our separate groups, and the more that we travel, the more that we see this for ourselves. I mean, I've again, I was just in Athens and I live in London and I've been hearing a lot of American accents and it's like, oh my God, there are Americans everywhere. But then I think that is great. (laughs) The more, the more we can get everyone mixing around and being in different cultures is actually what we're looking for right now. 